what is up everyone welcome to another episode of chat with dan this is your host dan for this episode we have an amazing guest as always coming to the show but before we start i want to make sure that you're having an amazing day or evening depending where you are and also remember that every day is a beautiful day because you exist so without further more let's get started So, uh, Ashley, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good as well. Thank you so much. Also, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank it you. is so Thanks cool to have me. someone as awesome, as awesome, and badass, and talented. You, I think it's a perfect way to have a good day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. Just That's okay. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So welcome to the show. It is so cool to have you here. So be, be, before we start, I have to give you, you know, a very proper badass welcome here so if you have seen some of my episodes before you know exactly what i'm about to do if not that's fine uh let me show you that so pretty epic right (laughs) yeah okay anyway so starting with the whole interview now tell me how your acting career started So I was dancing at a studio. I'm from Orlando, Florida. And I was born in Atlanta, then my family moved to Orlando. Um, And I was dancing at a studio there. Sorry if you hear purring. My cat just jumped in my lap and I don't want to kick him out. So sorry. It's okay, it's okay, don't worry. (laughs) Um, So I was dancing at this dance studio. That studio was working with a local theater. Okay. um, And they were doing a semi-professional production of The Wizard of Oz and okay. they were hiring kids from the dance studio who had like stage backgrounds mm. to play some of the smaller roles like the munchkins and the poppies and whatnot yeah. and so I auditioned my age I was four my age group was just doing the poppies but I wanted to be a munchkin because you got to be on stage more and like I maybe could get a line so at the audition, I asked the director if I get cast, can I be can I be a Munchkin? He said, sure, totally, but you have to be a Poppy too. So I ended up getting the role, but only as as a Poppy. And at the first rehearsal, I went up to him and I was like, "What the heck, man? You told me I was gonna be a Munchkin." And so he he let me do both. Um, and then we did the run of that show. A couple of years went by. My parents had some more kids, you know, like school, whatnot. I was just continued dancing that same director did another semi-regional production but this time of the king and i which is like totally not great for 2021 times but they couldn't find somebody to play the youngest daughter and so the director called my dad and was like we'd really like ansley and so i'm like well okay this is my role <laughs> my dad was like no you have to audition it might you might not get it and i think i was yeah. nine or ten at this point and um, I went in and I got it and I did um, that show for however long it ran. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be an actor dad at like nine or 10. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. That's such a cool story. And like, what were some of the challenges that you had back when you were, um, yeah, started with your acting career? So I think the biggest challenge came later. So I didn't get an agent till I was in high school. Okay. And I started doing, you know, local commercials and, and that kind of thing. And I think the idea of wanting to be a star versus being a good actor don't yeah. always work. And I really wanted to be a movie star and I didn't care if I was a good actor. 
So it took a while for me to realize like, oh, like it's not just about being pretty and charming and funny, you know, you have to actually like train and be good. So I thought it was, you know, your big personality and whatnot. So I think that going through that process of, it's not about having the thing to post on Instagram. It's about the work you're doing in class. It's about how good your auditions are, yes. And so I, my immature self, if I would have buckled down, studied a little bit harder, (laughs) things might've been a little easier. (laughs) Wow. So in, in 2009, you were in Coffee and Pie and The Sacred. Tell me, like, were those like your first project? So and what are some of the sacred. things that you learned like from yeah. my first experience? So The Sacred was my first ever professional job. Okay. Um, I was 15, I think, mm-hmm. and I, or 16. I didn't have my license yet. My grandmother drove me to the audition. The role I was auditioning for was like 30. I auditioned for the lead. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm never going to get this. The director, he was amazing. He called me back in and he was like, you are 15 years too young for this role, but I, I like you, so I'm going to write you a part. And so he ended up writing me into this movie and that's what then got me like my first real agent. And yeah, it was a really really great experience it was my first time working on like a sag set yeah. and being around extras and you know learning like what craft services were and how to hit your mark and what a dp does versus second ad and yeah it was like truly i only worked two days on that movie but it was trial by fire in the woods like yeah. in a swamp in florida <laughs> wow i mean that must have been like a very uh i mean very cool experience of course but also Um, that you got the chance like to learn so many things right yes and I think at that point I had gone through a little bit of what I was talking about of like the ego thing Mm -hmm. of that this was like oh I need to like shut up and listen because these people know what they're talking about they're not talking about being on set they are actually on set and this is their job and that was you know my first time getting a paycheck being an actor and that the pressure that comes with that of like, oh, people are like putting money up for you. Yeah. You need to to do a good job. And I studied my lines like crazy after my first day because I, I shot two days back to back, mm-hmm. went home and was like, I am gonna mess nothing up tomorrow. And <laughs> was so overprepared that the director was like, you're good, you're good, you're fine. And I, it took a while, I think, as a person to drop into my artistry and trust myself. Mm because I do tend to over-prepare in almost anything I do in my life. Yeah. And that doesn't always yield the best results. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. you lose a little bit of the magic with that. So, yeah. Wow. And do you remember what you did with that first paycheck when, yeah, like that first paycheck for acting, do you remember what you did with it? I bought Mandy Moore's Wild Hope album <laughs> CD. There you go. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> that's so cool wow but but you know it's interesting that that like whenever you have like that first moment on the on yeah on the thing that you that you love the most that first moment it's like super hectic and you feel super stressed you know and like once it's done at the same time that you relieve that it's done you can't believe that that um, that what just happened you know what I mean yeah yeah and I think that anytime you know acting careers are full of ups and downs right mm-hmm. like your highs never stay your lows never stay And every time I have a low, I remember I've done it once. I can do it again. You know, like it's not lightning in a bottle. You can do it again. If you have done it once, you can do it again. 
there you go yeah and like tell me how you usually do or like what are some of the of the techniques you uh you do in order to prepare but also to play a character so i study with some really great people if you're in la or thinking about moving to la leslie khan i cannot recommend her enough <clears throat> excuse me her technique basically helps you breathe life into what the writer wants you to say okay. and it's all about thoughts so everything in life is subtext right like what you're thinking informs what you're saying so doing that as an actor gives you undertones of things it, it helps you create worlds that are believable it gives you moments in between what's actually on the page yeah. so Leslie that is like the first thing that I do also another teacher I studied with um Deb Aquila she is amazing she studied with Stella Adler she teaches here in in LA she's also a casting director um she does um like memory work so you build an entire world for your characters and I think those two things combined because if you're just doing the backstory the memory work and you're not doing what's on the page also you're missing a little bit and so you'll have all of this depth but you're not necessarily fully living the life that the writer wants in that moment. Yeah. But if you're doing just the the thoughts, you might not have the deep undertone emotional engine churning yeah. under the surface that you need. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a whole it's a whole different process, right? That like whenever like creating a character that for some people might think that it's just learning like learning your lines and that's it or probably just do some research but the fact that like taking all this process in order to um, to create and play this character it also kind of makes the uh, the performance to be like a more live one you know you know what i yeah. mean and i think at the end of the day what us the audience want it's character that we can relate somehow you know yes and that that you see yourself in yeah so so either either if it's a villain or not you know so <laughs> yeah <laughs> And what would you say it's an it's yeah what would you say it, it's important to know for creating and playing a character I think that you need to know time and place like mm. it's the first thing if you are playing a colonial girl yeah in America in you know the whatever versus playing somebody in like yeah. Dune those worlds you might have the same emotions like you're coming to terms with something difficult in your life you have familial relationships you're falling in love like the those you know cores of being a human are the same but the way that you interact in the space is going to be different so that helps you create the physical totally. world that you live in you're going to sit very differently in 1910 than you sit in you know 3033 you know or, totally. Totally. yeah wow so then in 2013 you were in disappeared uh, fiend fatale and girls night out Tell me about those characters from those projects. So, Disappeared was uh, an NBC show and it was my okay. first ever when getting that email with like the NBC logo on it. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so that one is that was uh, my it was not a very big job. It was a quick little thing and it was a true crime show, so it wasn't anything like super fancy, but getting that NBC yeah, totally. was cool. Yeah. <laughs> um Girls Night Out was a really fun like um re revenge thriller about two girls who are mugged who like go on a spree with his the guy that mugged them's money. So they yeah. like buy gas for people. They give clothes to homeless people. They like it's it was a really fun project to work on and wow. I worked I, yeah, it was great. I worked with a really really talented actress named Amanda Powell on that and she 
she was a couple years ahead of me in her career. Yeah. And so getting to sit there and watch and pay attention to the way she was doing things and the way she handled herself. And at that point, I think I was a junior in college. Okay. And so I was kind of feeling the pressure of like, oh, I'm about to graduate. Like I need to be serious. I'm going to move to LA really soon. <laughs> Not just playing around anymore. So that was that. And then Teen Fatale um, was a project that I led to my like big um, horror movie called yeah. All the Devils Are Here. But this movie specifically was written and directed by a super talented guy named Stephen Shea. He is a horror movie aficionado. He is so talented. Um, and it is a movie about like mutants that are being studied in the CDC. So you have a mermaid, you have a zombie, you have a vampire, you have a whatever, and they're being tested and studied like in the underground of the CDC. Yeah. And a terrorist type person breaks in trying to steal us, to steal what they have learned about us. And so I played the vampire um, and it was so fun. My wardrobe in that movie was just amazing. and. The fangs, the fangs were problematic, but we finally got the fangs to stick. They actually had to cut some of my lines at the beginning of filming because I couldn't speak with the fangs in because yeah. they they didn't come in time. Usually you would do like training to get your mouth ready for it and they didn't, the fangs didn't come in time. So I got them and I'm like drooling and like slurring my words. And the director was like, yeah, no, this is not gonna work. Yeah, it's not gonna work, yeah. Wow. <laughs> So cool. That's so cool. I mean, it is so interesting that uh, like this many stories backstage, you know, that we the audience don't, don't, don't know, but whenever we, we get the chance to like uh, hear some of them, I mean, it's it it looks like I mean, it is that that you guys besides shooting the film, you're also having like too much fun, you know, like it's a fun <laughs> time basically. Yes, it is a blast. That's so cool. And then we can see that you have been involved in many more projects such as Liberty, Survival Remorse, All the Devils Are Here, My Hunted House, Snap Killer Couples, Cruel, American in the Shadows, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Better Things, Treasure. I mean, the list goes on and on. But tell me, like, what do you like the most about acting, but also playing a character? So a couple of those things that you named are like really special projects. Okay. So Liberty was my first series regular role, lead on the call sheet, face on the poster, you open Amazon, my picture was there. It was so cool. Um, and filming that, that was my first like full series of something mm. that I wasn't just coming on and doing one episode. I was in every yeah. episode. And so that, and I was, that was during my senior year of college. And so I was driving back and forth. It was, the set was two hours away from where I was in school. Yeah. So I was driving back and forth, like filming this show during the day okay. and like trying to study and take classes at night. And my professors were, they were incredible. They started filming their lectures for me. So I didn't have to miss class. So I still got to graduate on time while still filming this, wow. this show. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And then Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, working on the CW was like, is still to this day something I love and like want to do more of. And so that was the first big show that I booked when I moved to LA okay. and getting to, you know, come out here and play this role opposite Monica Barbaro, who is um, now the, the female lead in the new Top Gun movie. And it was, it was great. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. And then rolling right into, oh, I did Survivors Remorse before I moved here. And I worked with Mike Epps and that was, that was my, I think my first big 
big, 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 big job. Like my first time having not a honey wagon, a real trailer. <laughs> and it was, Thank you. yes, yes. And it was great. And I, that was the first time that I had a lot of downtime on set. So, you know, the hurry up and wait, like you get to set at 6 a.m., you go through hair and makeup, and then you sit for five hours, and then you go in and maybe do a lighting test, and then you sit for another couple hours. And so I was reading um, a Michael Caine book at the time, the, the name is, is escaping me at the moment, but it was about working on sets and being an actor, and it that had a section on that, of like, what do you do in the downtime on set, and how do you... How do you stay in it? How do you, you know, don't take a nap because that'll mess up your makeup and then you'll look tired when you finally get to go. Um, yeah, so I think the thing that I love the most about acting is getting to work with other people and getting to create something and the camaraderie of we are telling the story together. The actor is not more important than the DP, than the writer, than the first AD, than the extras. We, everybody has to work together yeah. for the thing to be brought to life. And I think that that experience is why I do this. I love it. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's a whole, as I said, I mean, it's the fact that, that you get the chance like to surround with all these talented people and, mm -hmm. and that at the same time, all of you are creating something. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I would assume that, that it's such a humble experience, but also super excited because you get to, you, you get the chance also to kind of um, what's the word uh, to kind of have like more energy to continue you know what I mean like uh, mm -hmm. you you have like this positive feedback and then yeah. you just continue you know that's really cool yes and the first job I did post COVID like post lockdown yeah um, was this show actually my episode came out yesterday called Lies on Demand um, yeah. it's Liza Koshy's show and I worked opposite Whitney Cummings which was she is a personal hero of mine and I didn't know that I was going to be playing like one of her assistants yeah. when I booked the show and so then I got the call sheet and saw her name on it and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah. to go from like a year of lockdown into set and have it be this like really comedic really incredible experience with somebody like Whitney and she was amazing she was so funny she was so kind she was so warm she was so welcoming it was it was amazing. It was like, yep, this is, we've been missing this because of COVID. And I'm really thankful that this was my like reemergence back to work. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, besides, yeah, besides Lisa on Demand this past three years, you were also in Mom Millennials uh, Quarantine uh, in pilot season. So tell me also, like, what are some of the highlight moments that you had during those projects? So pilot season is filming right now. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> More details on that coming soon. Um, and it's from the writer director of All the Devils Are Here, which is a really fun, campy, cult classic style, like horror zombie movie. Mm -hmm. um, and so the way that I got that movie was the writer director, uh, Ryan Lightborn, saw me in Scene Fatale as the vampire and was yeah. like, that's the girl and called my agent. My agent was like, I don't know if this is an offer, but they want you to tape. So I did an audition. I did it with my dad, like back home in Orlando and my siblings, I'm the oldest of four kids. My siblings were like yelling in the background, like, <laughs> just like trying to mess it up. And I ended up cutting a blooper reel and putting it on YouTube. I don't know if it's still there, but it was ridiculous. And I got the job and it was amazing. So then pilot season is a, is a show that came later. It lives in the same world, yeah. but 
Yes. And then um, Quarantine and Momillennials, I actually wrote both of those. So Momillennials, I did with my yeah. old writing partner. Her name's Eliza Mar. She's super, super talented. You should look her up on TikTok. She does incredible videos. Um, she's so funny. Um, she also just did a Hallmark movie. And then Quarantine, I did with my um, business partner, Sam Schweikert, another super talented guy. Um, wow. And that was just in lockdown. I was like, could I film a movie by myself? Like in my house, they don't leave their house. You know, it's like April of 2020. Like, can I do this? So I wrote this script. I called my friends. I figured out how to like record my screen on my laptop. And so I set it up so they would FaceTime in and then they would hang up and FaceTime would stay up so you could see my reaction to the conversation we had just had. Okay. And then cut it all together. It was difficult and not the best, but it was a nice learning experience. It was yeah, something totally. to do. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's another, it's another, uh, another thing on your, on your, on your bag of things that you know now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's so interesting because I think like, like with the whole, like with the whole pandemic, it has also uh, got the chance uh, to you guys to discover like uh, more about the self-tape process. You know, like to be more involved like with technology or stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so I think that is also. So that was kind of a, yeah, like an extra thing that you know now what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And like any any advice you could give to those who recently started acting? Stay in class. Hmm. Keep your head down. Um, I think that, and also never let the success or the failure get to you either hmm. way. Find your even thing and try to stay there. My husband yeah. says, success and failure treat those two imposters the same. So you will have really high highs and you will have really low lows. And if you can find a consistency in your life, whether that's your family or you're at home or your cats or your husband or boyfriend or friends, whatever, having that other thing that grounds you and keeping that the center and remembering that your acting career is a career, it's not yeah. your life, it's a career is the other the other thing there you go now besides acting you yeah. also you also write you have written some uh, some projects such as uh, bridesmaid love fixing up christmas and love for starters tell me where does your inspiration come from to create to create projects but also where the inspiration came from to write to wrote those projects so i started writing because I was having a little bit of an identity crisis with acting. I went through a really low period okay. where I wasn't working a ton. And I was like, I want a house. I want a baby eventually. My husband has a great career. I'm sitting here waiting for the phone to ring. Like, what can I do? So I wrote this, this thing and I took it to my then writing partner, Eliza, and we beefed it up and we ended up doing the Momillennials web series and yeah. that whole thing. And I, we learned how to write a pilot and a show Bible and, and these things. And we did it all together. And then we ended up going separate ways because we wanted different things. And I was like, well, what's the easiest thing that I as Ansley am equipped to do? Like, what can I say? Yeah. And that I'm like a really light, bubbly, feel good kind of gal. So I was like, that feels like Lifetime and Hallmark. Let's, let's try that. So I spent the end of 2019 learning how to write these movies. I wrote three, or I watched three a day for a couple of months. I broke them down. How many scenes, how many characters, how many whatever, and taught myself how to write these scripts. And then I challenged myself to write one a month okay. to just like learn how to do it. Okay. And then when I felt like I had a good amount of knowledge in, in this, 
environment, I started just reaching out to people and saying like, hey, will you read my script? Will you, will you, will you take a look at what I, what I have written? And that led to people introducing me to my agent and to a producer and to okay. whatever. So that's how I started my writing career. I don't act in those things yet. I haven't acted in any of my scripts that I've sold. So my, I, I have like two lives at the moment, which is great. And eventually they are going to merge. There's some stuff in the works, but right now I have Ansley the writer who works all of the time. And then I have Ansley the actress who gets to come out and play every now and then. And it's taken all of the pressure off of my acting career because I have this other thing. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. And it ha have you thought that maybe at some point, why not direct it too? Yes, yes, that is something that is something I, I would like to do. I am planning on shadowing a director on one of these movies in January, so hopefully that works out. Directing is a huge responsibility. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily for me, but I would like to see if it is something that, yeah. that I could do. Yeah, I think also it would be a kind of a very cool experience, you know, because as you said, maybe you like it, maybe you're not, but you yeah. tried it and maybe you will you will be able like to like to take out like to take something from it you know yes yes life is all about experiences <laughs> yeah totally and what would you say it's an important aspect for writing discipline discipline mm. there are days like right now i'm in the middle of rewrites for a movie that's about to start filming and it is so challenging to get up and stare at the same words yeah. and looking at these pages and pages of notes and being like how am i going to make this happen like how am i going to pull this off my deadline is monday like can i do it and knowing that i have done it before like again with acting you've done it once you can do it again like you just have to stay consistent and it's like a muscle so if you decide that you want to be a writer get up every day and write for whatever amount of time you decide you yeah. need. So I don't do time, I do pages. So I do a minimum of five pages mm. every single day. Okay. If I'm on deadline for something, it's more, it's usually like 15. But if I'm just trying to like build that muscle, when I was writing all of those scripts in 2019, learning how to do this, I did nine pages a day. And so that taught me the skill like that built the muscle that allows me to now do 20 30 40 pages a day on a project so being consistent and with your your writing will it's small steps but then you look back and be like oh my gosh yeah like my my writing muscles are so much bigger also the first thing you write is not going to be good so just take that pressure off of yourself like The first probably 30 things I wrote were terrible. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it 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 happens every time whenever you are starting with something, right? That that those first steps are gonna be horrible. Yeah. But it's just you know part of the whole part of the whole ride. Yeah, but I mean, I still have that too. Like every first draft I write, I'm like, this one's amazing, and it's like, no, it's probably not. It's probably yeah, not yeah. amazing, and that's okay. Yeah, and you get and you get that feeling in which you, in which you're like everybody's gonna love this. Yeah. This is gonna be huge. Start is a limit. The sky is the limit right now. And then when you pull it out, and then yeah, when you show it, and then the reaction, you're like, okay, maybe not, but next one it will be. You know. Yeah. Yes. Sure. But the fact that you have a finished thing, rewrite writing is rewriting, right? So if you get feedback, that is incredible. Take the feedback change the things that you know listen to your intuition like you don't have to just take every single note but 
listen to your intuition, take the feedback, do it, then give it to somebody else and see what they say. Every single person will bring something else to your project. And if you have the ability to stick with it and keep rewriting, you will get to the point where you have like the way that I describe it is it's like um, sculpting. You start with a giant piece of marble Mm. and you're going in and every time you're shaping it just a little bit more and you're getting to the end, you're getting those really fine details, but it doesn't, it's not the first like round that you're hammering in there, you know? Yeah, wow. Now you also have done some commercials. Tell (laughs) me like, tell me about them and like what are some of the things that you like the most about doing commercials? I love commercials if i could be filming a commercial every day i i would so in the last couple years i did head and shoulders i did geico i did ford apartments.com it with jeff i get yeah i i think yeah yeah it's okay okay sorry sorry um <laughs> did um, a bunch of a bunch of commercials, and yeah. I love that they are quick, they are snappy. You are just coming in to be like alive for a period of time, and yeah. then you're done. Where it's not like like when I was shooting Liberty, and that's three months of like staying in this role and doing the thing. Like Geico, you go in for one day, and it's, it's sometimes a very long day, like sixteen hours but your jokes and improving and whatever on camera. And it's just, how can we make this moment just the most alive? Like yeah. it doesn't have to be right. It just has to be alive. And I love the energy of doing them. <laughs> That's so cool. And, and is it true that, that for some commercials they will let you improvise? Oh yeah. Oh, they want it usually. So I started auditioning a lot commercially when I went through the UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade. Okay. Uh, improv program and so out of that gave me not only the thing that commercial casting directors look for on your resume improv training it gave me the ability to trust myself when I was in there because at the end of your callback they usually want you to do they'll say like okay and add a button and it's like okay well if you don't know how to do that and you haven't you know trained for that my first audition post-covid I was like I don't even remember how to be funny like I don't remember how to do that (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So yeah, improv is very important. That is so cool. And I and 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 I think that now that that, that everything is start to like reconnect and everything yes. starts to open, like the whole um, doing auditions now, like the old ways. I mean, I think it's it's get it's it. I mean that 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 you will you will start all rusty, you know, because you got used to like the whole self tape, and now that you have to do like live auditions. I mean, I, I would assume that uh, that that sometimes you will feel like a little rusty that you got used to to do do uh, do self tapes and now to change to this old thing that you know. I think that so I started self taping when I was early in early high school. Okay. And so I have been self taping for my whole life. Oh, there you and go. So that I don't. I I w- obviously am thankful anytime I get a tape. But anytime I get to go in the room and I can read the energy, I can play off the casting director, I can, you know, yeah. do that stuff, I would much rather. And so I think that, yeah, it will definitely, the being around people and interacting with people in person is definitely something that I feel a little rusty. I went to my first, like, in-person yoga class this morning. Yeah. And it's like, what is 
<laughs> so I think there will be like a little bit of a, a learning period, but I don't think we'll ever go back to in person full time with anything. Yeah, ever. exactly. Yeah, and and it's so interesting that it was uh, like how everything changed because of the whole pandemic, but also getting back to normal. It feels weird, you know. Yeah. And, it only, and it only took like a couple of years in which you know, like with this whole thing, and now to uh, to like going back to normal stuff. It's kind of uh, weird, you know. It feels like what is wrong here, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and now also on your website, we can see that you have a, a couple of pop, uh, podcasts such as Creative Spark and Hollywood Hollywoodland Unsolved. Tell me where the idea to create those podcasts came from. And also for those who haven't checked them, what can we expect to listen? Sure, yeah. So Hollywoodland um, came out of, I started it in 2016. I don't do it anymore, but I just keep it up because the episodes are fun. Yeah. Um, and it's basically about unsolved murders, creepy things that have happened okay. in LA. So I started doing it because I lived right by the Black Dahlia house and mm -hmm. there's a, a house on Franklin where it was assumed that the guy that killed the Black Dahlia lived and so I learned that I lived this close to this landmark right when I moved there. I was like, oh, this is cool and so I started reading about it Yeah. and I was just talking to everyone about it. <laughs> like, do you want to hear this story? And so then I realized that LA has the film industry specifically is has a lot of really interesting kind of creepy mm. history and backstory and so I was like why not put this out there and so I wrote it basically like a gossip column so I speak like I'm the gossip girl like XOXO <laughs> my husband is a graphic designer and so he made maps for every episode so there's maps and addresses so you can follow along see what I'm talking about so I wanted it to be a little bit more interactive and I started like I said in 2016 before people had podcasts so it blew up it was great I think at my height I had a hundred thousand a little over a hundred thousand uh, followers for the show wow it was it was great But I got tired of looking at pictures of dead bodies and talking yeah. about people's like <laughs> yeah, what is day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stopped after season one was like, yeah, this, this is done. Um, and then the creative spark came out of, um, I did the artist way with a group of girlfriends of mine at the beginning of this year. And we were just talking about creativity in this really like normal way of like, everybody is creative. Everybody yeah. has something to say with their creativity. It doesn't matter if you're a scientist or you're a dog walker or you're a medical salesperson, you are creative. Creativity lives in every single one of us. It is your birthright. And so I was like, this would be an interesting thing to just put out there. Like, okay. let's just share this with people. And a lot of my friends are successful in the entertainment industry or creative fields. And I asked them like, hey, do you want to just talk to me? And so I recorded, 10 episodes but I've only released three or four and I need to edit more and put them out but yeah that's where that came from that's amazing that's amazing and and I wonder like what motivates you or like what drives you I mean you have such an epic career here you have done like so many things and I'm super sure that I mentioned we will, we will see you everywhere I mean that's obvious <laughs> but like tell me like what motivates you every day and what kind of gets you back up like whenever you're having you know like whenever you're having this feeling in which you should continue or not in which you try to in which you compare your career with others and you're like oh what is wrong with mine you know like what daily what makes, yeah like what makes you like what puts you in this position to be like 
screw it. I'm just gonna do what I do what I love the most and continue what I do it because I'm killing it. So tell me, like, where does that motivation comes from? That's very nice. Thank you. I don't usually feel like I'm killing it, and I think that that might be the the driving factors. I always feel like I can be doing more. I can be creating more. I can be sharing more. I can be and with acting, you have no control over it. Like you have no control over whether you're going to book the job, whether you're going to do the thing. So that's something I really love with writing is I I can control it. I can put out work that people either want to buy or people want to meet with me because they read. So writing for me, the the way that the drive that comes from writing is it it is now what I have to do. Like I I have to. This is what I am put here to do is to connect through words on the page. Acting now is more just the thing that I get to do that I love. Because yeah. writing, I'm sitting alone in my office, you know, like just <laughs> writing stuff, occasionally getting on a call and doing notes. So that, I think that's where writing comes from. Acting, I have such a relationship where I go up and down with it, where one day I'm like, I am done. I'm never going to work again because I yeah. haven't worked in a long time. And I think that at the end of the day, if I were to stop, I would feel like I was missing my the favorite part of my life, you know? So that's where that drive comes from. The podcast, I don't know. I just do it whenever I feel like it. That's just truly a hobby. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. No, but it is so cool because sometimes like whenever you are like yeah doing it just as a hobby it just everybody loves it you know what i mean because it yeah. comes from this place in which you feel comfortable you uh you love what you do on that moment you know what i mean i think mm -hmm. yeah it's amazing basically <laughs> basically and if you could describe your career at the moment on a movie tv show or even a book why not what would be the title of it slightly chaotic slightly chaotic <laughs> and would it be a movie tv show or book um i think it would be a mini series for hbo there you go and it would be a like she it's kind of like fleabag she looks at the camera and is like this is whack like i don't know what i'm doing but sure let me just figure it out <laughs> that's amazing love love the idea i mean if, if at some point someone from hbo is watching this we got here <laughs> We got here a killing, uh, a killing project here. I mean, you should, this is this, this is gold right here. Emmy, Emmy contender right there. Totally, <laughs> totally, totally. That's for sure. And like my last question here is, what can we expect from you in the future? You're gonna expect a whole lot more rom coms. There are a lot more rom coms coming <laughs> uh, in the next couple of months, and uh, maybe a thriller or two. Yes. Yeah. There's. I can't. I can't say anything except that's yeah coming. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. I understand that. That's so cool. That's so cool, Ansley. I mean, I think I say, what can I say? Your career is badass. <laughs> that's that's what I could say. I mean, the fact that you are, um, yeah, with acting, but also writing, and you have like a podcast, and that you are doing like so many things. That's that's super inspiring because, I mean, I think that for those who are starting either acting or starting you know like with their own thing i mean at first you don't know what the hell you're doing yeah you know but the fact that you are showing that that you can that you can do it and that you start mm -hmm. with acting and then and then that you are moving to writing and uh, with so many amazing things that i'm super sure that we will see in the future that's super inspiring and also i think that that shows people that dreams can come true but 
there is a, a lot of work that 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 needs to be done and also preparation as well um and yeah what you do is amazing and as i said here i can't wait to see more of your awesome job and i'm super sure that eventually we'll see you everywhere like everywhere in tv shows movies commercials uh everywhere you know and i mean what if i could describe your career right now i would only say this <laughs> there you go and um And also, thank you so much for those who are watching. If you're watching this later on YouTube or watching or listening later on the podcast, make sure that you follow me and Asli on all the social media. One more thing where I would say is for you to put pause, then leave a like and subscribe super quick, and then hydrate, and then go follow Asli, leave a million likes, spread the word that we have this amazing, talented actress, uh, share share her content through, through different studios. I mean, let the world know that we have this amazing, talented actress here, and they come back. And again, Asli, thank you so much. Keep having an amazing rest of the day. An amazing rest of the week, an amazing upcoming weekend, and nothing but amazing <laughs> things because you totally, you totally deserve all of them. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and before I send you off, I send you off in a proper way. So, <laughs> and yeah, keep rocking, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much, Dan. All right, have a good one. Bye. Bye.